Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, the only thing to talk about, obviously, is free agency. We are about to hit the open market. The legal tampering period, or I guess it's called the negotiation period now, mm-hmm. has officially opened. Free agents can officially sign. On Wednesday, the Pittsburgh Steelers have plenty of names that they will try to bring back and others that they will try to convince to come to Pittsburgh from the open market. Stevens off to Dayton, Ohio after this as the Pitt Panthers head to their first NCAA tournament in seven years. It is right. a... It is a great time for the city of Pittsburgh. The Penguins are making a playoff push. The Pittsburgh Steelers start free agency. It's a good time. But uh, before you get on the road here, how are you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, yeah, it'll be kind of a crazy couple of days. Um, you know, it was it was fun in the in the media room. We were learning Pitt's NCAA tournament slot, and then uh, there was confusion about the time they were playing, the day that they were playing. But we figured it out Tuesday at nine. So, you know, we're eager to get out to Dayton and and see what they can do. Tuesday at 9 o'clock. All right, so we'll we'll talk plenty of Steelers here. But first, is Mississippi State good? Does anybody know anything about Mississippi State? They're good at defense. Um, Well, that's – They have, like, a top 10 defense, defense, but, uh, like, their offense is not very good at all. So, I mean, given the way Pitt's been playing defense lately, that's probably a good matchup. Yeah, that's – I was going to say, they beat Virginia. So that's Mm – and Virginia is all defense all the time. So that that leaves you – Pretty good terms. Then they had to Greensboro to play Iowa State. State. Is Iowa State good? Yeah, Iowa State's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched that much Iowa State. I think they're pretty good. They're six seeds, so that's good enough, you know? We'll see. Either way, it's exciting times for the Pitt Panthers. I know I I was saying this the other day. I've watched no college football, like literally not our college basketball, literally not a single other game except for a Panthers game this season. I've only watched Pitt. So I, I tried to make a bracket last night. Mm. We'll see what happens. I haven't decided on a winner yet. I don't want to go Alabama. Just, just don't. <laughs> out of principle? Out of principle. I'm just like, yeah. I just don't feel good going Alabama. Mm. But they snuck their way into my final four. And I was like, all right, we have to we got to sit down and really consider this before we <laughs> plug anything in. But Dayton, Ohio, tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Exciting times for Pitt. The Pittsburgh Steelers by then will hopefully have some contracts in place. Hopefully have more coming within the next 24 hours after that. Let's dive into that. 
Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, Larry Ogunjobi, Robert Spillane, Devin Bush. There are plenty of names for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their free agency list, I believe, is 24 players. I, I went through them. I'd say about 14 of them are guys that they will contemplate bringing back. At least my list included Cam Sutton, Larry Ogunjobi, Mason Rudolph, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, DeMonte KZ, Terrell Edmonds, Derek Watt, Chris Wormley, Miles Boykin, Steven Sims, Benny Snell Jr., Zach Gentry, William Jackson III, and Marcus Allen. Um, let's Wait, go that was, your li- that was your list of who they who you thought they were bringing back? No, no, that's my list of who, who they will contemplate bringing back. There's other names out there like J.C. Hassenauer, which I think you signed for absolutely nothing. I think that's a very easy one. Um, James Pierre, I don't think they bring back James Pierre. I think that project's dead. Um, but that's their, that's their whole list. Um, I do have, I have nine of those, of those 14 guys. I have nine staying, five leaving. Um, do you want to go through them one on one? You want to go, you want to tell me yeah. who you think stays? All right, let's, let's yeah. hit them. Let's, let's hit them a couple at a time. Cam Sutton, Larry Ogunjobi, I think are the two biggest names on the defensive side of the ball that I think people expect to be candidates to sign early. Do you think Cam Sutton comes back? Do you think Larry Ogunjobi comes back? I think Cam does. I don't think Larry does. Uh, oh, Cam, okay. I Cam's just a the the top priority. I think we've talked about that all off season. Um, he, it's just one that I don't think they can afford to let slip through their fingers. So I don't think they will. Um, I don't buy a whole lot of the Lions or uh, or the Vikings hype. You know, around around him maybe making a or them making a move for him there. Larry Ogunjobi. I just don't. I don't know what the. I just I was not impressed with Larry Ogunjobi this year, and I know they need yeah. depth at that position, but I, I would just want to know what kind of number they're they're offering to him and what he's asking for because it shouldn't. He was making a lot more money than I think he he probably should make next year. You know. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, the eight million dollars was way too high. I agree. My my reasoning for him, I have him staying. I think it's a much lower hit this year i think it's like a four million dollar deal one year maybe two years i I just think that if he's willing if he's not willing if he's a guy that's like look at i was supposed to get the bag last year when i signed in chicago it didn't work out because of a failed physical i'd like to go try and do it again this offseason he's not coming back to pittsburgh they're not going to offer him a big contract but if he's saying hey look at i get it i'm on the decline i can't stay healthy anymore i fit in this defense i have a role you know, playing is more important to me right now than making a boatload of money, which I'm never against a guy who's like, I want to go make the bag. Go make the bag, man. If I had the opportunity to go make millions and millions of dollars and I still got to play football somewhere, yeah, cool. I'm going to go do that. If he's open to a team-friendly deal, I think they bring him back on like a four, maybe $5 million a year deal. Keep it very, very low. You know, a, a somewhat of a contract where you anticipate drafting a guy them learning behind Larry O for a year or two and then stepping in. I've heard Gervon Dexter, they brought in for a top 30 visit the other day. I think he, or or they will bring him in for a top 30 visit. I think he's an option in the mid rounds, something like that. Um, For Cam Sutton, I agree with you. I think he stays. I think the hype is there and it's real from these other teams, but unless somebody tosses this guy 12, $13 million a year, which at that moment, that team is nuts. Because if you're if you're gonna start the cornerback market at 13 million dollars for Cam Sutton, James Bradbury is gonna make 20 million dollars a year. 
Darius Slay is going to make 25 on a trade at 32 years old. It's just not going to work out well in anybody's favor. But if you could keep it under 10 or even hit 10, if you could go nine, $10 million deal and the Steelers just got to match it, I think they will. I think Cam Sutton loves Pittsburgh. He's got a family here, obviously. The Steelers love him. The secondary loves him. I, I think he is the piece of the puzzle. He, he's the long-term piece of the puzzle. You draft somebody this offseason, and then you say, hey, you and Cam Sutton are the future, and we'll find somebody else behind you, whether that's Levi Wallace for the next couple of years or Akella Witherspoon or whoever. But I think that he – I agree with you. I think he's an easy – yes, they're bringing him back. Those two should be no surprise. Mason Rudolph, Devin Bush. I think those are both very easy. They're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they'll they'll get better opportunities other places, and I don't know. Just their time with the Steelers seems like it's kind of run its course. Do you think that Devin Bush actually gets an opportunity somewhere? Do you think that there's a team out there that's going to – in the long list of free agent inside linebackers, do you really think there's a team out there that's going to go, we're going to pay Devin Bush a lot of money? No, not a lot of money, but he'll get a chance somewhere. He won't – you know, yeah. it won't – no, it won't be a lucrative deal, but it's – he's going to get a fresh start somewhere. He'll go somewhere where, I don't know, just he hasn't built a reputation yet, I guess, and yeah. he can kind of start over. I feel like that's what's best for him and probably best for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely best for everybody. I don't anticipate at all that this guy is going to go out there and make a career of himself. I just don't think he's that type of guy. But I think he does sign somewhere. Or I, if we're being honest, I've said this since the middle of the season. I look at Devin Bush as like a Jalen Smith type of guy, and I hope that he resurrects himself the way that Jalen Smith was able to this season, but I see it becoming a steady decline and then trying to rise back up, but I don't I don't see it. I don't see him and Jalen Smith. Like, Jalen Smith always struck me as like a hard worker. You know what I mean? Wasn't that great. Asked for too much money. Kind of got screwed because of the injury. Devin Bush strikes me as a, I, I know who I am. I don't really care. I've already, you know, made a boatload of money. I'm a top 10 pick. It is what it is. I deserve these things. And I just think that it's going to, it is going to come crashing down. When it comes to Mason Rudolph, I think they think that's an easy one. I don't think he wants to be here. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers want to be here. I think he'd go to the, you know, the CFL or the, the XFL before he returned to the Pittsburgh Steelers and was their third string quarterback. Um, and I don't see Mitch Trubisky leaving at this point. So I think those two are very easy ones. Uh, Robert Splane goes along with that one, but I think we've both said that we think Robert returns to the Steelers this offseason. I, I don't think that's a big shock to anybody. I think the system fits. I don't know how many people are actually going to toss him a contract in free agency. Cheap deal. Bring him back. It is what it is. All right, let's yeah. get into... Oh, you got something for Splane? Nope. No, just that was, that one's kind of a no-brainer. I, um with you there it's gonna be cheap you need that position you need depth of that position yeah i think the next set of question marks on offense miles boykin steven sims zach gentry so boykin obviously didn't do anything in the receiving game steven sims came on late but he was the kick returner you got calvin austin returning this this season so you have question marks on whether or not steven sims has the same role you still have gunner olszewski on on the roster for the next season do you see those two returning, those two wideouts? Uh, I would like for them to keep Steven Sims. Um, I feel like he's a real valuable piece, um, even with Calvin Austin back. Like, you have no idea what Calvin's going to be. Steven Sims won't run you a big bill, but he's he was a good kick returner. 
he was a valuable kind of change of pace and some speed in an offense that really needed it. I, I really hope they do bring Steven Sims back. Yeah, I think they do bring him back. I I have a hard time believing that they're just going to hand Calvin Austin anything. You know, that just doesn't. Right. That's not the Pittsburgh Steelers way. So they'll go about it the way they've gone about it in the past and make him and Steven Sims compete. And I think Calvin Austin's going to win it out. But I think Sims has a place on the roster and worst case scenario on the practice squad. When it comes to Miles Boykin, I think they bring him back too. I could see a, a swap there. A Gunnar Olszewski gets cut. Miles Boykin comes back just because those two did exactly the same thing. They were dominant in the run blocking game, like phenomenal. I got to give Gunnar all the credit in the world. That dude put on a blocking clinic this past season, but Boykin was right there behind him. And I think Boykin's their best special teamer right now. Don't think they want to screw that up. I don't know what his market's going to be in a really bad wide receiver market. So if nobody signs him, I could see them bringing him back just to like secure a job. I see Miles Boykin as a guy who thinks, look at football is awesome. You got to be smart in the process. And I know who I am. And I think they could bring him back on a relatively cheap deal. Maybe get rid of Gunner so they don't have a clogged wide receiver room like they did last year. But maybe they keep them all. I mean, you get three guys for all under like $5 million total. That's pretty cheap. What about Zach Entry? I, yeah, I think they do resign Zach Entry too. Um, I don't know. He's just, he's reliable. Um, good backup tight end option. You're not asking for a whole lot from him. Um, and I don't think he's going to command a ton of money on the open market either. Th- this yeah. one feels like just another get this out of the way early so that you don't have to think about it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, and my, my outlook on Gentry is he's grown the last two seasons. He's a tight end, which most tight ends don't hit their prime until like right about 30 years old. He's only 26 years old. So do I expect him to be a superstar? No. But if everybody's looking at him and saying this is as good as he's going to get, for one, that's totally fine. That's a pretty quality backup tight end. And for two, I expect that to continue to rise. I expect his ceiling to keep going up. So I think that he's the right move. He fits well with Pat Fryermuth. Kenny Pickett loves him. The locker room loves him. The media loves him. You know, I think he's a good option, super cheap. I don't know anybody that would offer Zach Gentry a contract right now on the open market. And I just think that, you know, when it's all said and done, he's just an easy like, yep, come on, we'll give you whatever and let's make it happen. Um, Going to the defensive questionables here. Chris Wormley, who suffered an ACL injury late in the season, don't know if he's going to be back for the start of the summer. William Jackson, the third, who just got cut the other day for $12 million, could come back on a cheaper deal, according to Mark Caboli. And then Marcus Allen, inside linebacker, who, you know, people people like him, people don't like him. But he's played a pretty big role in Pittsburgh the last couple of years. Do you see those three returning, not returning? How do you see that playing out? I really don't see any of those three coming back, you know, Will Jackson, I feel like Will Jackson thinks of himself a little bit higher than the deal that the Steelers can afford to give him. Yeah. Um, and I also just don't think – if you don't sign Cam Sutton, maybe we're having a different conversation. But I, I don't know. I don't see where William Jackson fits in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see where – like would you play him over Levi Wallace even if no. you don't have – yeah. I wouldn't even play him over Akella Witherspoon. I think Akella Witherspoon – was here to be the one. Even when he came back from the hamstring the first time, he was the starter. So I think they have faith in him. And I, if you're going to pay Akella Witherspoon $4 million, or you're you going to pay play. William Jackson 6 you know, just give it to Akello and say, hey, you could be our depth guy. Like, that's fine. 
Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really see where William Jackson fits in. Um, the other name you mentioned, yeah, Chris Wormley. Just they have they have other options. I feel like along the defensive line and and Wormley just it's just a piece that you don't need. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then Mark Allen. Let me get your Mark Allen take. <laughs> I. The the thing that sticks in my head every time I hear about Mark Stallon is him getting the penalty. He just I forget Panthers. what game it was. Yeah, the oh the Panthers game where he walked over to the other huddle or the other yep. sideline or whatever and was taunting him. That was that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Um, the dumbest penalties I've ever seen. So I don't really f- fancy myself a Mark uh, a Marcus Allen fan, but I don't know. Like you said, he played a pretty big role in in Pittsburgh last year, and he's not going to cost you a whole lot of money I, I i just don't know what i don't know is there anything marcus allen does that no one else on the steelers can do right now no there's zero things that marcus except for play music very loud right. very loudly i i look at i don't i'm not the biggest actually i would take that back i think marcus allen's a good guy me and him every time we talk it seems you know it's very nice i've known him since college do i think he is replaceable very do I think the Pittsburgh Steelers adore this guy and think that he is a hard worker and somebody that hypes the team up and they kind of want that around? Yes. I think that if the Steelers made the Super Bowl, they would feel they would not have they would feel better if Marcus Allen was the guy waving the giant flag, running out of the tunnel first, hyping everybody up than if they didn't have that guy. And I think that they want that Marcus Allen, so I think he stays plus he's very cost efficient. I don't think he'll get an offer anywhere. The thing is, is that he's always going to be the 53rd guy on the roster. So, you know, if, if he's not good enough or if somebody comes in here like a Mark Robinson and shows that he's the next generation of Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen's gone. Uh, Chris Wormley, I don't expect to come back just because I don't know when he'll be ready. And I don't think you sign a guy that's about to be 30 years old who just tore his ACL and said, say, yeah, well, you know, if you don't come back until July, that's fine. If you don't come back until October, that's also fine. I think right. you wait that one out. If they need some help heading into the season on the defensive line, if they realize that Isaiah Loudermilk isn't it or whatever the case may be, maybe you bring him back then and you say, hey, come back on a cheap deal. I don't think he'd have any issues with that one. He likes Pittsburgh. I think he fits in well with the defensive line. Um, and then William Jackson the third, I think, is just gone. Like, I, I don't even understand how it makes sense. If you're going to draft a cornerback, and say, you're our future, if you're going to re-sign Cam Sutton and say, you're our future, and then you have Levi Wallace, who's your second starter, you don't have room for him. You know, you, you're going to use him as a depth piece, but I again, I just said, Akella Witherspoon is a much better depth piece. He fits to the defense. He's been here for two years, so you know what you're going to get out of him. They trusted him coming into the season. If it wasn't for a lingering hamstring injury, I think he would have played a huge role even after the A.J. Brown debacle. I think that Akello stays. He's your he, he's your bigger depth piece. I think all four of those corners kind of play a big role for the Steelers this upcoming season. If anything, I think maybe they get rid of Arthur Millette. I think that's the uh, that's the big one. All right, I got one more for you before we go to the safeties, which I think is the biggest debate coming, and that's uh, Benny Snell. Did I did I ask about Benny Snell? No, you listed him, but you did not ask about Benny Snell. Yeah, what do you think about Benny Snell? What do I think about Benny Snell? I think Benny Snell has value as a football player. Yes. And I think I I just how much are you gonna pay like 
he's going to, I feel like he's of these kind of, um, you know, out of those last three, I didn't expect any, I think Benny Snell is going to make it can make some money somewhere. And I think he's going to oh. want to make some money somewhere. Okay. I don't know. Like he's in very limited backup roles. He's been pretty competent. He, he like, hasn't been, I, I don't think as bad as maybe he is Steelers fans. Maybe think he is. Yes. Um, and I feel like he's just, it's just not going to sit well with him kind of getting pushed down the depth chart. Um, and yep. I feel like he's going to try to find somewhere where he can play a little bit of a bigger role. And yep. I feel like that's, he's at that kind of point in his career where he's looking for something bigger. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. I think that Benny Snell is a very valuable three yard rusher, which is very valuable in the NFL. You know, like not everybody's got to break out 80 yard runs. If you could get us four yards as a backup running back, you got to feel very good about it. And he showed he could do that. You know, you stepped in against Indianapolis, literally no reps before that and said, right. you know, guys, I'm just fine. Just let me just let me cook for a little bit. Right. He's very good at that. He's a very, very good pass protector. And mm-hmm. one of the best blocking or running back pass protectors I've seen in Pittsburgh in the last five years. Very, very good. And he's a great special teamer. He is a just like you said, he's a very valuable football player. If Najee Harris wasn't a much better spinning image of this guy, he'd have a role in Pittsburgh. But there's no point in him having a role in Pittsburgh. I think when James Conner was your running back and Le'Veon Bell was your running back, you know, and Jalen Samuels was in the backfield in the mix and Anthony McFarland, you you had a role for Benny Snell. Right now you don't. I think another team is going to offer him a deal and say, hey, look, we could we could actually use you. You know, you could be mm-hmm. a backup here and and run four or five times a game and play some special teams and catch some passes. And I think he'll go for that. I think he deserves that because I think like like we both just said, I think he's a valuable football player and I do expect him to leave. I hope he makes some money. I think Benny Snell's a good guy. So I would I would be all about that. But I do. I think that's an easy one for him. I don't think there'll be any ill will. And I think that I think that he leaves the big one here. DeMonte KZ and Terrell Edmonds. There are reports that DeMonte KZ and the Steelers have mutual interest in making a deal work to return. He's about to be 30 years old this season. Terrell Edmonds, on the other hand, is hitting the free agent market for the second time. Last time he waited it out. He was one of the last safeties to sign. Came back on a very, very cheap deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back out there again. How do you see the safety market shaping up for the Steelers? Yeah, I'm a little worried about Edmonds. Um, okay. I feel like they're, I feel like they need him. I feel like they mm-hmm. need him. I feel like they really should bring him back. He's, he's just such a good play. He's just such a good player and a good fit. And I feel like he deserves a contract from the Steelers. But I don't know. I feel like he's going to, like you said, like he's going to wait it out, and I don't think he's going to accept a. I don't know if you can call consider that a home ca- hometown discount, but he's he's going to get his money. I feel like wherever wherever it comes from, um, I don't think he's going to be particularly married to staying with the Steelers again just to stay with the Steelers. I think he's he's going to look for look for his money somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a Juju Smith Schuster type situation. You signed a team friendly deal because you didn't have a market year one. You come back, you have a much better season. Although Juju didn't have a much better season, but the wide receiver market opened. You hit it the second time. And I think somebody, all it takes is one team, one team to offer this guy a bigger contract than what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to give him. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go over $4 million, maybe $5 million for this guy. I think somebody somewhere could say, hey, we'll give you 
we'll give you seven million. We'll give you seven million for the season oh, or yeah. for two years. And you say, Oh, okay, cool. And I think he's gone. I don't think Terrell Edmonds is a guy that's here to stay in Pittsburgh because he loves the city of Pittsburgh. I do think he loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think it's anything other than that, but I think he's a businessman and he's looking at it and saying, Look at this is a business, and I got a better business offer. So I'm gonna go take it. And I think he leaves. And I think the Steelers have an easier time with that because I think they keep KZ. And I think they signed KZ before Edmonds so that that security blanket is in place because somebody is going to anticipate a team offering him a deal and them having to possibly match it. I do think there's a number. I think it's like right around that $5 million mark where they'll say, oh, okay, well, we'll give you that much money too. But if somebody tosses him just a little bit extra, there's just no, like, he's just not going to come back and he's going to go wherever he needs and hopefully he continues to thrive. But I do, I think that's the most shocking move that comes this off season is I think Terrell Edmonds is gone and the Steelers are going to rock with KZ and Minka. And then I think they're going to have to go get another safety somewhere. Where do you think that safety is going to come from? Is it going to be free agent? You think they're going to draft one? Where do you? Oh, that's a tough one because I think that changes a lot. If especially if it's before the draft, like if Terrell Edmonds signs before the draft. Last year it was, it was right before the draft, and then KZ signed the last night of the draft. I could see them. I could see them doing that again, where KZ's the guy, and then they wait it out and see what veteran is still on the market right after the draft that they could sign for literally nothing. I could also see guys sliding in the NFL draft and them saying, well, hell, man, Brian Branch is one heck of a player, loves Minka Fitzpatrick. They got a great relationship together. Why not him or Trey Dean out of Florida or, you know, you know, JK or JL Skinner out of Boise State, big dude, pretty much another Terrell Edmonds. There's some names out there that maybe they're like, eh, well, you know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. we figure this out. Maybe they move Arthur Millette back to safety. Have him be that third safety. I don't know. I don't know how they go about it, but I think that it's it'll be it'll immediately move the bar on their draft. Everybody who put out a mock draft of the Pittsburgh Steelers will have to rethink everything by the end of the week. I think that Terrell Edmonds gets signed by the end of next week. That's that's how quickly I think he well, gets a deal. Yeah, and I, not, I think, not by the Steelers, right? No, no, not by Pittsburgh. I think that's how Juju was. Was it wasn't the first mm-hmm. week? It was the second week. He headed to Kansas City. It was big news, and everybody's like, oh, man, $10 million, whatever. And I think Terrell Edmonds is going to get that same same little, oh, gosh, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, my, what do the Steelers do? Will they have KZ? People will completely, immediately, completely forget about the three-safety rotation. They could care less about it. They're going <laughs> to immediately become Terrell Edmonds haters and just say, well, DeMonte KZ's our guy, man. It's our guy, and then the Steelers will find another guy, and they'll have to move on. But I do think long-term, Terrell Edmonds was your easiest fit to put in there and say, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to worry about the safety position right. for the next five years. But I think they will now have to, which, you know, I think leaves some more upside. So I, I don't think it's all bad. Um, no. All right. Let's go to. Oh, good. You got last thoughts on this? No, just I, I agree with you on. Um, yeah. It, Terrell Edmonds might be a safe kind of a safe pick. But yeah, exploring the market. And like you said, exploring that upside isn't a bad thing either. Now, breaking uh, breaking news right here on the pod. The uh, oh. Cleveland Browns have restructured Deshaun Watson's contract, creating $36 million in cap space. $36 million. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Jeremy Fowler said that Lamar Jackson was offered $50 million a season and turned it down because it wasn't fully guaranteed by the Ravens. And that he his oh. his 
his counter offers to the Ravens thus far have all been higher than Deshaun Watson's contract. Every single one of them. Um, I, I do want to finish this free agency talk, but first real quick, after I heard that one in my mind, a little bit changed. Mm-hmm. And I said, ah, maybe this one's on him. I'm starting to kind of give in to the thought that having your mom represent you is a bad idea. <laughs> is it like, do you think it, do you think it's hurting them? Do you think at this point, it's just like, all right, man, maybe you got back off a little bit. Like maybe it's for principle. I get it. But at the end of the day, you're losing a battle that you're not going to win. Yeah. Um, I mean, credit to him for really sticking to his guns on the guaranteed yeah. money thing. That's um, that's impressive. If someone was waving fifty million dollars a year in front of my face, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I would, I would think more about that than yeah. Because also, like, I, I'm curious how that deal would have been structured. Um, it's you know, got like, you got to imagine it's in the one fifty guaranteed range, the hundred fifty million. So at least the first three years, I think are that probably much. guaranteed. Yeah, Kyler Murray got one hundred and sixty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I would imagine it's right about there. Now, yeah, yeah. Fifty million dollars. If you're betting on yourself, all you gotta do is bet on yourself in year four. Just be like, right. okay, well, sounds good, man. We're fine now. Like right. one year. That just, yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think maybe at some point, just being a little stubborn, and you don't have, you don't. I think the thing that I'm starting to understand is that he doesn't have the arsenal that an agent will give you. If you represent yeah. yourself, because an agent will do the dirty work and you, your mom will not, doesn't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Your mom mm-hmm. doesn't know how to get in touch with the Miami dolphins. Your mom doesn't know how to get in touch with the Carolina Panthers or the, the Chicago bears or the Indianapolis Colts or whoever and say, Hey, let's, let's start talking. You know, she doesn't mm-hmm. know how to do that. So an agent, an agent would do that. I think he is. I think he's losing some money. Stinks. People are still ripping on us for that. Uh, podcast by the way <laughs> still ripping on us every day every day and it's always like the same like stevie baltimore or like mike flip burgers in baltimore <laughs> like it's all the same guys and i'm just like these guys mm. really lamar jackson haters over here they're just big big tyler huntley guys so shout out baltimore but breaking news good for uh i guess good for the cleveland browns i don't still yeah you could create as much cap space as you want if your quarterback's not good and you're paying them a boatload of money you're right. not going to succeed it's just the end of the day all right, last thing I want to talk about here. We are talking free agency. The Steelers are two days away from diving big into the free agency market. Do you expect them to attack a position early? Do you expect them to say, this is our priority, and maybe by Wednesday when that 4 o'clock window opens, they sign a guy almost immediately or like right before that? I think one of those safeties um... – I think either Casey or uh, Edmonds, if they're able to, Edmonds probably less likely, but I feel like Casey is definitely a guy that they try to lock down early. One of those, like, let's get it over with. You know, we don't want to have to worry about this one. Um, that's the position. Those are the positions I feel like they go after first. Uh, those kind of layups, like Casey, um, Zach Gentry at tight end. I'm trying to think of maybe some other ones. Those Spillane. are the first two. Yeah, Spillane. Spillane, that's a yeah. Spillane's a good one too. Um, those are the ones. You know, I don't think they're going to try to tackle the the big fish first. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that you'll get the easy stuff out of the way. Boom, 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 real quick. And then I could see them having a little bit of a Mitch Trubisky moment, where last year Trubisky signed like an hour and a half after the free agency market opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I'm going to bring this up because. 
over the past couple of days, I've been trying to like look back at last year's free agency, and I was watching the Mitch Trubisky welcome press conference, and I was a dick in that press conference. <laughs> I just I have to make it very known. Uh-huh. First thing I ever said to this guy in a Zoom call, I don't even know if he could see my face, but the first thing I ever said to him was, "Hey, man, a lot of fans are not happy that you are here. How do you how do you anticipate proving them wrong?" And he's just like, "Well, I'll show them. I'll, I'll show them that they should be happy." And like you know, it didn't work out. I was clearly right. The fans were right. But I feel like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't really a need for me to start the question like that to be like, hey, man, nobody really wants you here. Welcome to Pittsburgh. I actually said welcome to Pittsburgh and congratulations. And then and followed that, that up with fans no are not happy it. about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, my apologies to Mitch. You know, didn't mean to do that to you. I could see the Steelers doing a Mitch Trubisky type deal where the window opens and they already have something in place and then boom, it immediately gets signed. I think that position will be inside linebacker. I think they'll probably have their guys, you know, like a David Long, a Jeremy Pratt, like they're two or three, like we want to land these guys for cheap. Who can we sign first? Like who could we get a deal done with um, to kind of make it happen? Because last year you got to remember the Steelers went off. They went Mitch Trubisky, James Daniels, Miles Jack, and somebody else, Levi Wallace, all within like a couple hours. They just boom, 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 boom. They already had those deals in place. I could see, I don't see them, you know, going that absurd this time because they don't have many holes, but I do see them like having their guy at inside linebacker. And if they could agree with the deal, it'll be like a, it'll be like a, you know, terms agreed to contract signed on Wednesday type situation just to get it out of the way, you know, not have to worry about a cluttered market. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I, that would be a great way to start free agency for them. Um, How big do so? at inside linebacker, where do you think they kind of go? You know, like how how much are they going to indulge themselves, I guess, in the free agent market? Yeah, I think, I don't know, Our David Long's Spotrack value right now is like $6.5 million. I think that they stay Did around that? that range, like that 6 mm-hmm. to $8 million range, where they could keep their inside linebacker room under $20 million if they decide to keep Miles Jack, keep – you know, bring Robert Splane in for like two or three million dollars max and then sign like a David Long. I think David Long, Jermaine Pratt are like the top of their list. I think Pratt is going to be number one just because they would love to get him away from Cincinnati and to Pittsburgh. If it could work out for cheap, I think that's that's their move. But I, I would say those guys like the TJ Edwards and, you know, the Tremaine Edmonds that are going to get a boatload of money, not on the Steelers market. It's they're just not like the Steelers are not going to go out there and spend $15 million on an inside linebacker and say, well, this is the most meaningless position in football these days, but we're going to spend $30 million on it this season because why not? We have a $10 million backup quarterback. Why not just waste money at inside linebacker too? It just, Mm -hmm. I don't think it makes sense. So I could see one of those two guys and I could see probably about the six to $8 million range. And that's a, that's a good way to, to finish this off. Do you see any splash coming? Do you see in the next week the Pittsburgh Steelers shocking us all, spending money where they maybe people didn't expect them to spend money, spending more money on a guy that maybe they weren't initially planning on spending money on a guy, or we kind of anticipated they weren't going to spend money on a guy? Do you see the, oh my gosh, headline coming for the Steelers this week? I don't, quite honestly. Um, I feel like all kind of their focus has been pushed to the draft. I feel like yeah. any moves that they make in free agency before then will be kind of – they will be smaller. Um, they'll be kind of, you know, addressing small holes here and there. But 
I don't really think they're going to swing for the fences, uh, especially early in free agency. Yeah, I agree. It's I think it's going to be boring. I think the most exciting thing might be Cam Sutton getting a little bit more of a deal than people anticipated. Maybe a safe, like a different safe, but I have a hard time believing that one too. I don't know. I, I agree. I think that it's just like a very boring time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will say this. If they somehow come up with some cap space and they feel good about their cap situation at the end of the week and they are like, hey, man, somebody bigs on the market and he plays defensive tackle, maybe they toss a bag his way and say, let's just do this. You know what I mean? Like, let's just have the most disgusting free agency line, our free free agency of all time. But overall, I just, yeah, I think it's going to be a very boring week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we're going to feel the Tremaine Edmonds thoughts early too. Yeah. And I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to make their team. They're going to make some moves that makes them better, but it's just not going to be a real sexy kind of move or whatever. No, no, it's all, it's going to be very mild. You know, last year was their splash there. Oh my gosh. Look at all this. Look at what's happening right now. This year, it's just going to be like, let's fill the holes with the guys we have. We have an offense. Our team's very young. Let's build. Let's get some draft. We have great draft picks. You know, that's the splash is the, is the draft picks. And I think that's uh, I think that's how they're going to go. That's um, that's a good way to end this right here. Do you. You obviously saw the Bears Carolina trade that happened over the weekend. DJ Moore head to Chicago. Does Chase Claypool stand a chance or is his career just like, is he just done? Is he going to. I saw something the other day that said that from Mike Florio, who said that. Chase Claypool could somehow end up on his third NFL team this season. And I was just like, wow, dude, ships sink fast. Yeah. What, what third NFL team is like, who's clamoring for Chase Claypool? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see a role for him. Like that was the thing. It was just like, well, he doesn't want to play slot, but he has to play slot now. So maybe you just, I don't know. Bad news for Chase Claypool. That was my immediate thought was as that happened. I was just like, they really just didn't like him that much. Huh? <laughs> they just went DJ Moore and said, screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel bad for Chase, but I'm sure we'll find when you're six, four, you know what I mean? You'll make it yeah. somewhere. It doesn't, you'll, you might be playing special teams, but you'll be just fine. Everything will be just fine. All right. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk, subscribe to us anywhere. You get your podcast, check all of our work out at all Steelers.com. And uh, we're actually dropping some new merch, so we'll we'll drop some links in the uh, bio and everything like that. Steven's heading down to Dayton, so make sure you check out all of Pitt's work at InsideThePanthers.com this week as they look for their – did they win seven years ago? Uh, no, I don't believe so. – I think their last win might have been in 2013 or 2014. 2013, 10 years. Yeah. For their first NCAA tournament win in 10 years, Mississippi State doesn't have a chance – I don't know what the over-under is, but you hammer the under when it's a defensive game. That's just what you do. Anyways, check out all that work at InsideThePanthers.com. Enjoy your week. We'll be back on Thursday or Wednesday. Peace.